All right, welcome to the uh, Cars Unfiltered Sal and Mike show, or portion of the show anyways. And we're here standing in my garage, staring at a very white, uh, very rough pickup truck. I'd say say it's a little bit better than rough, but... I don't know. Hmm. And that has to leave to Alaska in nine days. Is it really already nine days? It is nine days. It's next Wednesday. I was thinking it's still like three weeks away, so... No. <laughs> I uh, retract... We made a, a quick YouTube uh, video showing you kind of the status of the truck and my thoughts on it, so I may need to go back and revisit that if it's nine days, but no. It's not retracts no, statements. <laughs> it's in good shape, and, and so what we want to do is give you guys kind of an update right now that we're back in the, the single-digit days on, on what Mike's been working on and, and what the tasks look like going ahead. So uh, today we're doing a little bit of... Uh, Brakes, bleeding some brakes for a little bit, which I know was a very small portion of the day. Mike was putting on firewall. Uh, what else were you doing today? Yeah, so I was working on putting the firewall insulation in, uh, trying to get this thing so it'll be a little bit quieter going down the road, hopefully. Um, so I got some real nifty foam-type insulation that uh, I'm just working on cutting and fitting in a firewall. And put a little bit of the, the roll-on, stick-on type stuff on the floor, so that should help a little bit. Um, Let the brakes. Oh, I got the uh, the oil gauge, the oil pressure gauge working, so that's a big deal. Um, I converted this truck over to 12 volts, and it was originally a 6-volt truck. So 6-volt negative ground, or positive ground, right, which is completely opposite of 12-volt negative ground. And so I converted it over, and... The instruments have to, in order to run uh, properly, in order to read correctly, they have to run off of the previous 6 volts, right? Really, it's 5 volts, but there's a voltage rectifier in there that uh, Ford used an instrument voltage regulator that regulated 6 volts and worked on these things, right? Um, and they continued to use a, in uh, instrument voltage regulator through the, through the 60s or 70s because they were still using six volt instruments and uh, sending units with 12 volt generators and alternators and vehicles in general, right? So, so anyways, yesterday I was working on it and it uh, wasn't working right. And I think I just, I don't know, I must not have had something hooked up quite right or whatever, because I hooked it in, I tested a bunch of things today. I tested the gauges, they both work. Uh, tested connections, tested this, that, and the other. And then finally decided that I had it actually put in the right way, put it back in, and it worked. So, um, so, yeah, so yeah, that's always confidence boosting. So the, the fuel gauge apparently is still not working, but we were debating whether or not he needs it because Mike has driven a car before uh, without a working fuel gauge. So Yeah, so I, and Tom and I have talked about that too, that it's still possible to drive without a fuel gauge, even though we don't really like it, because then you have to keep an eye on your mileage all the time. Which won't be a big deal in the rally portion because we'll be keeping an eye on our mileage all the time anyway. But for the cross country and cross Canada portion, it's uh, it's not going to be so hot. So so looking at that though, if you had to take if you were a betting man right now, what do you think miles per gallon this flathead would get? You think we're going to crack the double digits? Oh yeah, easily. Uh, I'm hoping um, I'm hoping with the Columbia we'll be able to bump it up quite a little bit. I know it's running rich right now, but in the next week, I got to get that tuned uh, tuned up a little bit. And then I'm hoping that it'll get somewhere between 15 and 20. 
And if it does that, I'm a happy man. It should, in theory, get that, but it still remains to be seen. So Mike's going for 17 and a half, so get your bets in. 17 and a half, I'm going on the under on 17 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have been tricked before, because you're in, on your old Mustang, you got up to what? You were op- up over twenty on the the Mustang, weren't you? I got twenty five one time, one trip. Uh, yeah, I don't remember where the hell I was going, but I got I got twenty five one time for probably a solid two, three hours, right? Like a, a decent little amount of time, I got that. But so yeah, so we're going we're going seventeen and a half as a prediction. We'll uh, see how uh, Tom and Adam feel about that. Um, so to 17 and a half, how big is the, uh, the gas tank? 16, 16 gallons. 16? Not so very big. I'm too lazy to do the math, but we're looking at about, let's call it just under 400 miles. Yeah. Well, and well, realistically, if we estimate, uh, 15, then that should give us like 280, I think. Quick math. We're, we're going to do some math. 240. 240. 240. Yeah. yeah. So 17 should give us just under 300. There you go, see? Eight years of engineering school has served me to uh, guesstimate numbers pretty decently. But yeah, so... Shit, under 400. What, what are you talking about? Oh, did you say three? I said, yeah. You Guess said four. Eight years, yeah. eight years failed me. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'll just do the 20 with it. In any case, so I guess, walk us through what the next nine days look like. What's, uh, what I'm are gonna, the highest priority items? I'm going to be busy, I'm be busy mofo. Um, yeah, so I got to get the car figured out so that it's tuned up and ready to go. Um, better, I guess, more efficiently. I'm really hoping I can get a set of 354 gears in the rear end, which unfortunately means that a lot of stuff has to come apart. But it would probably let me hit that 17.5 to 20 mark way easier. Um, Not to mention it would make both Tom and I, I think, a little more comfortable on the highway just because the RPMs would be down a few hundred RPM um, driving around at, you know, 65, 70 miles an hour or so. So I think it would make us both quite a bit happier to have those gears in there. Right now there's 411s in there, and it's just, uh, I don't know, just a little too a little too short. So a little taller gears in the back end I think would be very useful. So that's, uh, that's one thing. I got to get the driver's side window figured out and uh, get the door panel mounted. I'm currently working on, like I say, the firewall, so I'm hoping to get some rubber mat cut for that uh, here tomorrow, probably, so I can lay that down so that we're not just stepping on, you know, insulation and things. Um, and then I gotta do a lot of freaking testing, man. I was gonna say, I know we talked about it, so I guess the next over the next nine days, you want to try and get this thing on the road as much as possible, right? That's pretty much it. I mean, there's a lot of things that I still want to get done as far as like working on it goes. But also, a lot of testing needs to be done. So This might be pertinent more for Tom, but are seatbelts going in? I see some seatbelts. I have two seatbelts that are ready to go. So uh, I'm hoping to put those in. You don't need any more than that because, let's be honest, no more than that are getting in that truck. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to put those in so that uh, Tom's a little bit happier. But It's going to be close quarters. You, gotta, you guys got to go on a diet in the next nine days, too. Yeah, right. Crash course. We're just going to fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't need, I don't think even that would help at this point. It's yeah. uh, so we got it's just some, tight is all yeah, it is. Some rear end work, some buttoning up, some firewall work. Uh, any other major, I guess, powertrain, drivetrain drive related things? Or? I don't think so. Um, 
I mean, I got I put new water pumps on it a while back, so that I could make sure I didn't have some of the overheating problems that the old ones did. Um, no, man. I mean, not really. I got I do have to lube the Columbia. It seems that it takes a while to shift in and out of overdrive, and I'm just not a big fan of that. I'd prefer it to shift quicker. Um, part of that, I'm sure, has to do with my operation of it, and part of that, I'm fairly certain, has to do with the actual uh, vacuum canister itself. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna take that apart and lube it up a little bit more so that it kind of slides a little more freely. Um, I gotta seal up the doors. That's a thing because we need it to be kind of quiet inside. I don't want to have to wear earplugs while I'm driving down the road in this thing, you know. So. Hopefully you seal it enough before it creates a vacuum and you guys are stuck in there. you got to avoid that, too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it looks like it's in, uh, it's getting there. So you're going to be testing it around, driving it around, seeing what else needs to get buttoned up. That's just it. I mean, the more you drive, the more you find problems. So um, that's how I found a few of them. I took it for a test drive Thursday, this being Monday. Uh, took it for a test drive Thursday and found out that... Uh, that either Tom or myself, not placing blame here, Tom, <laughs> had forgotten to tighten the nut on the drag link to the pitman arm, and I'm driving down the road, and the pitman arm, or the drag link falls off, so I didn't really have a whole lot of controls where I was going, so luckily I didn't hit anything. Um, so I fixed that, and then I had to, while I was driving, I found out that the clutch linkage was a little soft, which we talked about before, it was flexing. So I made a new clutch linkage and put that in. Uh, so that solved that problem. That's when I found out about the Columbia shifts a little odd, so I need to figure that out pretty quick. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, any kind of, driving at all helps to helps you to realize some of those issues, and that's why I want to get it on the road as soon as possible. So I think the last question that I think is on everyone's mind is what kind of novelty horn are you going to put in the car? Currently, there's no wiring for a horn, oh, so... Man. We made us use an Auga horn. All right, Tom will just stick his head out and yell and be like, hey, <laughs> hey. All right, sounds like a good plan. Well, again, it's just a short episode. Wanted to give you guys an update on where the truck is now that we're down uh, to the final home stretch. So I'm sure we'll be talking to you guys again uh, relatively shortly. And then, uh, obviously, you can look forward to some good content from the trip. Um, and, yeah, let us, know, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to see. Uh, and, yeah, thanks for listening.